break 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 You're listening to Breakthrough News, and this is The Punch-Out. We're following the news all day so you don't have to, giving you everything you need to know about what's in the headlines and what should be. And yes, we are back here with you on The Punch-Out, 7-7-2021. Very happy to be back with you here on this Wednesday We've got plenty for you here on the show. In fact, we want to take our time today to delve into the news that has shocked the world. That is the assassination of the de facto president of Haiti, Jovenel Moïse. Well, in a shock to world politics, Haiti's de facto president, a dictator, many would say, Jovenel Moïse was assassinated overnight today by an unidentified strike team. Jovenel, as he's known popularly, was not the only person who was injured. His wife was also injured. Some reports are saying that she was killed. His children, though, appear unhurt. While the exact identity of the assassins isn't clear, it is clear that it was not an amateur affair. From the footage that we've been able to see, the attackers were well-armed, trained, and in brand new or what appeared to be brand new vehicles. As a number of people have noted, they also were able to approach the house seemingly without incident, despite well-known security measures. It's also unclear what happened to Jovenel's security in the compound because there doesn't seem to have been much of a fight once they entered. The attackers clearly then seem to have had inside information, if not inside assistance, raising many questions. The assassination has taken the already tense political situation in Haiti to an even higher level, with many dangerous potential outcomes. The assassination of Jovenel is a major inflection point in a political struggle that has been ongoing since 2018. Claude Joseph The interim prime minister has declared a form of martial law being referred to as a state of emergency. The government was already ruling with a fairly heavy hand, but technically this will give them more power to restrict movement, impose curfews, and use the military more freely in security and judicial matters. U.S. President Joe Biden has declared the assassination, quote-unquote, very worrisome, and Colombia's far-right government has called for international intervention under the guise of the Organization of American States, or OAS. The situation is moving rapidly. Much is still coming to light. So it's important to note that all of the information that we have for you here is at the time of going to press for the punch out. But this is a dynamic situation that we'll have to continue to follow closely and that we will continue to follow closely here on Breakthrough News. The assassination comes after the political and security crisis in Haiti had already seemingly been spiraling downward. Over the past month, thousands of people have been displaced from their homes in increasing violence. Notably, on June 29th, prominent feminist activist Antoinette Declare was murdered. The same day, at least 15 people were killed in a massacre in Delmont 32. And earlier the same day, the spokesman for the police union was also shot and later died. And the conditions for those displaced have been difficult, with reports of hundreds crowded into schools and other buildings without adequate food, water, and other basic services. An uptick in violence has been steady all year, 
and is related to the erosion of Jovenel's authority, which has allowed various armed groups, many rooted in former police officers as well as large gangs, to assume a much larger profile amidst the power vacuum, which has also seen a very significant rise in kidnappings. So you have an increase in violence that is sometimes these armed groups fighting amongst each other, sometimes them turning on the population. There's also people who are conducting quote-unquote crimes of survival just to try to make it in a deeply impoverished situation where there aren't a lot of options and opportunity. Jovenel's government has become increasingly embattled, as all that suggests as well. And notably, as it concerns this assassination, the so-called prime minister, Claude Joseph, was actually supposed to be replaced today by Dr. Ariel Henry, who would have been the seventh prime minister under Jovenel. Jovenel had also recently been forced to cancel and then reschedule what is an illegal constitutional referendum after pressure from huge mass protests caused his international backers in the West and the Organization of American States to abandon the original June date. Jovenel had already been ruling by decree for over a year, overstaying his constitutional mandate, dispersing parliament, and disrupting court processes, including at one point arresting Supreme Court justices and trying to charge them with launching a coup. And that was because they criticized him overstaying his constitutional mandate. All told, the assassination does then seem to fit into a broader pattern of deterioration of Jovenel and, by extension, his PHTK party's hold on the country. Now, the biggest question, of course, is who did it? Well, we don't know, but there are a range of possibilities. But to try to get a sense of it, we need to take a step back and examine the broader role played by Jovenel and his PHTK party. The PHTK is the ultimate pro-imperialist, pro-capitalist party. They promote an agenda that is very, very favorable to Western multinationals and their home governments. They promote sweatshop labor as essentially the only formal employment sector in urban areas. They've opened Haiti's most fertile lands up to exploitation by international agribusiness and invited in international mining companies to strip out the nation's minerals. The PHTK promotes no real services of any sort. Uh, Public services are more or less non-existent. Roughly 80% of schools, for instance, are privatized. In the entire city of Port-au-Prince, there's no real trash collection. The roads are in just massive disrepair all across the country. I mean, there aren't even really traffic lights in Port-au-Prince, even though there's millions of people there. Power is in and out, and clean water is at a premium. So despite billions and billions of dollars being created in Haiti every year, There are no services being provided to the average person by the PHTK government. The PHTK regime recognizes Juan Guaido, the only CARICOM country to do so. They're close with Taiwan, and they maintain a good friendship with the ultra-right government of Colombia. In other words, both economically and geopolitically, the PHTK regime and Jovenel uphold a consensus that helps make Western elites and a handful of Haitian oligarchs very rich and lends a fig leaf of legitimacy, quote-unquote, to imperialist domination worldwide. Of late, however, the PHTK has been failing to deliver fully for its elite backers. Their rule has been so brutal and corrupt, it sparked a mass uprising that has almost every sector of the country, outside of a small clique of oligarchs around Jovenel, involved in this massive uprising, want to see him go, and have been taken to the streets consistently to demand that. And it's made the country more or less ungovernable. And then you add to that, that the lack of legitimacy of Jovenel has also led to the security forces to erode the creation of multiple power centers. You can see that the role of the PHTK in providing a reliable, if deeply exploitative, reality 
in Haiti on behalf of Western multinationals and Haitian oligarchs, it's not doing a good job at that. Chauvenel's backers in the United States, Canada, the Organization of American States, and the European Union, seeing all this, have been urging Jovenel or had been urging Jovenel to seek some sort of accommodation with some sector of the opposition, which he had previously seemed like he didn't really want to do. But again, in this context, it's notable that Jovenel had turned to Dr. Ariel Henry to be the next prime minister, again, supposed to be installed today. Dr. Henry was a major figure in the 2004 coup against the then-president Jean-Bertrand Aristide whose policies favored the poor and looked to break with the neo-colonial style of governing that the U.S. in particular has always preferred in Haiti. And Henri has many links to the various forces and close connections to the U.S., that's various forces in the Haitian political scene, as well as, of course, the United States and other foreign countries. Jovenel also had rescheduled the constitutional referendum to make it harmonize the September parliamentary elections that the West was still backing, despite the fact they're in total contravention of the Haitian constitution. So one can surmise, although we do not know, that Jovenel may have been trying to signal to his backers that he was more open to a broader ruling dispensation and that he was doing what they really wanted, creating more of a fig leaf of broader participation in the elections so that they could more easily pretend that they were supporting quote-unquote democracy in Haiti, all the better to just get on with their profiteering then. So as you can guess, this leaves a range of high-profile players who may have been happy to see Jovenel go. Hardliners in his own party, of course, who may have felt that they didn't like the direction of things or they thought they could do it better. Western imperialist nations and right-wing governments and movements in Latin America who might feel Jovenel's rule was untenable and that moving him off the mark could make it easier to establish a more grounded, if you will, neo-colonial setup are also in play. But those two forces are also not mutually exclusive. It is worth noting that coups in 1991 and 2004 against pro-poor governments were all preceded by the pro-imperialist opposition creating chaos to lay the groundwork for U.S. military intervention, which gave them the backing that they lacked internally from the population to rule. In that regard, it's worth noting that Colombia was one of the first countries to comment on the assassination of Jovenel and explicitly called for international intervention under the guise of the OAS who had recently had a mission in Haiti that produced a report calling for the PHTK to co-op some of the opposition and hold an election this year. So all the ingredients certainly are there for intervention. And notably, the French ambassador was singing a similar tune earlier this morning, calling for elections this year on a quote-unquote broader basis. And the United States is stating that they are ready to help, they say. They're ready to do anything, and they're communicating with everyone. That's the word coming out of the White House. So while much is unknown, it seems fair to say whoever was behind the assassination of Jovenel is that they were hoping to short circuit the potential that he may fall to the massive popular movement that has been shaking the country. And also, of course, rejecting any participation in Jovenel's various electoral maneuvers. And further, that they have some plan in mind designed to deepen the neocolonial rule that Jovenel presided over, not move away from it. What does not seem to be in the cards is an easing of the crisis. It seems almost certain that the police and army will become more, not less repressive. Given that the so-called government doesn't quite have the monopoly on force, this could easily lead to an increasing spiral of violence as armed groups clash. And that reality places the popular movement in a very difficult position. Calls for quote-unquote calm and so on can be used to increase the already substantial repression against the movement. Further attempts to split and divide the movement could contribute to this. The history of international intervention in Haiti's history also portends increasing repression as the historic role of these various occupation forces has been to suppress the Haitian popular masses. 
Ultimately, what's important to realize here is that the crisis in Haiti is a direct result of Haitian elites and major Western nations maintaining a status quo of extreme poverty and extreme exploitation. Again and again, they've backed dictators, promoted coups, and done anything they can to keep the Haitian people from having a government that supports the interest of the broad majority of people. And until that changes, it seems like the situation for the people of Haiti will be dire. That's the punch out for today. We're with you Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. here in New York, East Coast Standard Time, 2 p.m. in Los Angeles, Pacific Standard Time, and 9 p.m. GMT. And of course, you can support everything we do here at Breakthrough News at patreon.com slash breakthrough news. It's your patronage that keeps all of our offerings here at Breakthrough News moving forward. And of course, you can check us out across all your social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at BT Newsroom. 